podcast number 61, Famous Chords and Progressions. As I mentioned in the first few podcasts, most songwriters through interviews and articles create their songs by playing chords on a guitar or keyboard, which stimulates melodies in their minds. Often they will add a background beat, which influences the style, tempo, mood, and overall feel of the work. This combination of chords and rhythm are similar to the first layer of color an artist applies to canvas, thereby influencing all that is layered above, whether color or sound. Modern music production predominantly begins in this manner. A perfect example was seen in a TV interview with Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas O'Connell. They improvised the song as he played the piano and she sang. If one constantly uses new chords and progressions as stimulus, the possibilities are limitless. Never run out of ideas or have writer's block. In this podcast and others in the series, I will analyze the chords and progressions from famous songs used throughout the years in order to see how famous composers create their own unique backgrounds. Please remember, chords and their movement cannot be copyrighted. All are in the public domain. You can use these chords and progressions as is or alter any way you wish. Add chords, take some out, add extensions such as sixths, sevenths, ninths. Think of these as model foundations. As an architect may use the same foundation for many different types of houses. It is the same with modeling and music. Throughout music history, in all genres of music, classical, jazz, pop, rock, country, composers have borrowed chords and underlying forms, sectioning, and phrasing. One chord progression could be the basis of many songs, especially if the style and rhythm are altered. Think of a 12-bar blues in rock, jazz, and country. In the great documentary by Ken Burns on the history of jazz in the 30s in Kansas City, everywhere you went, you would hear the blues played in so many different styles all night long. And we have seen how the blues became rhythm and blues, became rock and roll, and the 12-bar blues, the basis for thousands of songs. Let's begin with one of the most famous and recognizable chord progressions in popular music, the verse of Hotel California by the Eagles. First, the key. The key is B minor. Actually, it uses chords based on a mixture of chords formed from the B minor natural scale and the B minor harmonic minor scale. First, so we can hear the chords, I will play the key of B minor based on the natural minor scale, which is B, C sharp, D, E, F sharp, G, and A. It's the relative minor to the key of D major. B minor, the one chord. C sharp diminished, the two chord. D, the three chord. E minor, the four chord. F sharp minor, the five chord. G, the sixth chord. And A, the seventh chord. Now, the key of B minor based on the harmonic minor scale. The notes are B, C sharp, D, E, F sharp, G, A sharp. 
in the harmonic minor scale is the same as the natural minor scale, except the seventh note is raised a half step. Here it's A, so it'll be A sharp. B minor, the one chord. C sharp diminished the two chord. D augmented the three chord. E minor, the four chord. F sharp seven, the five chord. G, the sixth chord. And A sharp diminished the seventh chord. Now, here is the key of B minor with the combined keys. The differences are that the three chord is D instead of D augmented. The five chord instead of F sharp minor is F sharp seven. And the seventh chord is an A chord instead of A sharp diminished. So let's listen to that. B minor, the one chord. C sharp diminished, the two chord. D, the three chord. E minor, the four chord. F sharp seven, the five, seven chord. G, the six chord. And A, the seventh chord. Now, here is how they appear in the verses and the famous guitar outro. B minor. F sharp seven. A. Now you will notice E major was not in either key. That is because this is borrowed from B minor based on the melodic minor scale, which the sixth and seventh note is raised going ascending and natural descending, which means there is a G sharp creating an E major chord. There is a simpler way to think about this also, which I will explain as soon as we are done with the progression. G. Sharp seven, besides this ambiguity of key, we can also think of this in another way, to look at it as a series of implied modulations, because from B minor to F sharp seven is the one to the five chord in the key of B minor. A to E is the one to the five chord in the key of A. G to D is the one to five chord in the key of G, and E minor to F sharp seven is the four to the five seven, back in the key of B minor. So we are moving in a progression from B minor to the key of A to the key of G, back to the key of B minor. So B to A to G is moving down in whole steps. Let's listen to those key changes. Five one key of B minor. One five one key of A major. One five one 
one key of G major. Four five seven one key of B minor. Four five one is one of the strongest cadences in music. Therefore, we can use these ideas in our own works. For example, we could use the same chords with a different rhythm and also by repeating different sections or altering the order of the chords. For example, here is an eight-bar progression using those chords as a model, changing the order and duration. B minor to F sharp seven, three times. B minor. Sharp seven. B minor. So you can see the possibilities by putting different melodies on top of those chords, you could come up with many different types of verses, which would also be totally original. Let's look at another famous song, Hey Joe, made famous by Jimi Hendrix, written by Billy Roberts. The song is based on a four-bar phrase constantly repeating using five chords. I will play that slowly so we can hear each chord clearly. C G D A E Although the key signature is E major, only the A and the E chords are in that key. C and G are the 1 and the 5 chord in the key of C major. D and A are the 1 and 5 chords in the key of D major. And A is in D major and it's also in E major. So that's a pivot chord into the key of E major. So we could think of this in two ways. First three implied keys or the chords moving to an E major chord in a cycle of fifths. C to G, G to D, D to A, and A to E, pulling to the E destination. Chords naturally pull to each other in fifths, 5-1 being the strongest natural cadence in all of music. 2-5-1, the most common progression in jazz. In this case, we are pulling to the main chord, the E major chord, with a series of chords a perfect fifth apart. The E chord is held for two measures, illustrating its importance as the tonal center. On the guitar, the E chord in the first position creates one of the strongest chords used in rock. In your own music, a method you may use is to select a chord and experiment with various ways leading to that chord, such as cycles of intervals, such as seconds, thirds, fourths, etc. Thinking of moving in cycles will give you endless ideas. Think of Smells Like Teen Spirit, one of the most famous songs ever written, uses a cycle of F to B flat, A flat to D flat. Similar to what we have just seen, we have two keys, the key of F and the key of A flat. There is no pivot chord or prepared modulations. It simply moves between the two keys, and the whole song is built on those four chords 
two measures. Thank you so much for listening to this analysis. We have seen how through the use of innovative chord movement, a masterpiece can be layered above this foundation. If you would like further information on this subject and other means of composition, check out my videos on YouTube or the Songwriter's Guide to Melodies available on Amazon. I would like to end with a quote from Stevie Wonder. Music is in a world within itself. It is a language we all understand. Thanks for listening. Take care. Joe.